Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 179 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode A Part of Me and Gotham Knight's Early Impressions. But I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m., so please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. You can also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio for the podcast goes up on YouTube at the same time it goes up on the website. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. So, you know, leave me a question, things like that. Leave me the stars, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, if you want me to review a game, you can drop it there. Just generally let me know what you think of the show. You can also find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. And as I say every time, and I really mean it, I will try to get better about uh, recommending, you know, this, uh, you know, my podcast on the wider web, considering I'm on episode 179. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So this, I'm, I, like I said uh, a few podcasts ago, I'm trying to do bigger AAA games that deal with grief instead of small independent games. Not to say that independent games are bad, but I want to see if, you know, the big AAA games, if they can do, you know, they can do justice to this idea of grief and death and these themes of, you know, coming to terms with the things that I just mentioned, you know, in a big AAA space. The first game is actually an independent game, so I'm trying to kind of pair them together if you want to play along. The first uh, game that I've been playing is called A Part of Me. It's either on the Google Play Store or it's uh, on uh, the App Store if you use an Apple uh, device. It is free. And I have a little info, and I'm just actually going to read like the basic nuts and bolts to just get that out of the way. Um, it came out in uh, 2021, and it was developed by Bounceworks Limited. Uh, the uh, game is for people that are 12 and older, um, and as I'm about to read... It is because it is built um, by psychologists. Um, I'm just going to read directly from a part of me dot app. Uh, this is all on their website. I'll do a little bit more research later, but I just want to get this general stuff out of the way. So I'm just going to read directly from their website again. A part of me is a charity dedicated to supporting children, young people and parents through loss and trauma. Our aim is to be your trusted guide through life's biggest challenges. We empower you to work with difficult emotions, to discover your own strength and wisdom hidden in the darkest of places. At the core of what we do is our multi-award winning therapeutic game, which is created by experts in child psychology and bereaved young people. It translates bereavement, counseling techniques into a magical 3D world, and it's totally free to use. The game was named Best Youth-Focused Emotional Support Application at the Global Health and Pharma Technology Awards and received a, point, a Points of Light Award from the Prime Minister. We were also, we were also finalists of the Tech for Goods Award and shortlisted for a BAFTA Award. A part of me has been featured by the BBC, The Guardian, Evening Standard, Huffington Post, and ITN. We've been awarded the Orca Health App Quality Mark, been included in the Welsh Government's Mental Health Toolkit, Received a recommendation on uh, the list of notable digital media for children from the U.S. And on top of it off, uh, Louis received an award on behalf of a part of me from the Prime Minister's office. To learn more about our work, check out this podcast the BBC did uh, where they interview our CEO, Louis, and an amazing young guy, Henry. Our, uh, or check out the video trailer of our game. Um it says right here it was launched globally on December 2018. That's different from the App Store, so maybe it came out on 
uh, from what I can tell, like maybe the um, Google Play Store, maybe on Steam. Uh, there's a lot of like, you know, we're rated this and whatever, but here's, uh, I've been playing and I played for about an hour. I don't think it's that long of a game. It is, uh, kind of a low poly game. You know, this is basically a game built by experts to do, to do one thing, which is I, <clears throat> what I talk about all the time in this podcast, the focus of this podcast, the idea that you focus on grief, death or dying. Um, and obviously they do that in the game. It seems like a smaller team from what I got on the about section. You know, it's not a big developer. You basically come to an island. You have a guide tell you that, you know, you've come to everybody that comes to this island is in a rough place, but they hope to make things better. And maybe someday you will be a guide like they are and help people through these difficult times. Um, I thought it was well done. Again, you know, it's 12 plus. Uh, may do I think it's too simplistic? I mean, yeah, but I'm 42, so I think what they're presenting is very simple steps. Very early on, you collect rocks uh, and you place them in a uh, pool, like a seeing pool or a seer pool, or um, uh, I don't know, whatever. There, there's a pool of water, like at the bottom of a waterfall. You place the rocks in it, and every time you do that, there is audio with it of somebody going through guided meditation with you. You hold the button, breathe in, you let out and stuff and uh, and breathe out. And they basically walk you through guided meditation. Now, even if you're not into meditation, uh, I think this is great. Uh, the more you make people aware or kids aware that you can do things like that, I think that's an amazing benefit. And uh, early on, the guide tells you to that there was someone here a long time ago that was in a bad place. But there's a cave to the north that they use as their private space. And now that they're gone, you may be able to use the space. And here's something I thought, okay, what's what's in this cave? Is this just a, like another guided meditation? After I went through the, the rock pond, I didn't know. But you go in there, and this is really amazing. The, probably the best part of the game I've run into so far. We'll see if that changes. There's audio logs. They interview somebody named Jamie, I believe, and they have audio. Uh, this is uh, recorded in the UK. I don't know if he's Welsh or Irish or Scottish. Anyway, um, he basically records his dad dying of cancer, and they talk about different things about, you know, he talks about asking for help, what he felt like when his father told him his diagnosis. They're like these 40-second sound bites that you can go through each one. You can listen to them a la carte. You know, they'll have themes like, helplessness, what has been unsaid. And he just talks about the situation of what it was like seeing his father go through this and what he felt like. And I have to say, I just listened to them. And uh, I thought they were really well done. You know, it's one thing to take something like grief and say, we're going to make a game about it. And what if this is a symbol, a, you know, symbolism or an analogy for what's really going on and we're going to stick this here. But people will get it if they know. You can do that. And a lot of games do a good job doing that. We're like, I see what they're saying. They're talking about, you know, death or something like that. This game, hopefully later on, I think it says there is more audio logs. Later, more of Die Rangers. You open a book and obviously hear these people speak. You click on a button. Everything's touch because it's on the iPad or, you know, the Google tablet if you have an Android tablet. But you hear their voice. You hear the pain in their voice when, you know, uh, Jamie, I believe, says he was lost. You know, all that stuff to me is more impactful than an analogy. I think especially for children, if they can really hear other people that have said, you know, I'm 
where you were. And this is, I've gone through and here's my story. That's great. Um, probably what's going to happen in the next episode is I'm going to listen to that podcast that they recommended in their thing that I read in their about thing, which I probably could have stopped reading, but you know what? I'm not a professional. So, um, I'll probably link it in the show notes, uh, next episode. I'll read a little bit about grief because I think this is going to be the cadence for the episode. So I think what's going to happen is I'm going to do these early impression videos. Um, I'm going to go over obviously my early impressions. Then I'll try to find some research that kind of backs up the themes that I think the game is pushing for, you know, whether it be like this. I'm just probably going to listen to that podcast and listen to what the people that designed it that are apparently therapists and psychologists, what they designed for the game. Then I'll come back and do a spoiler cast of uh, the game. And then, you know, obviously the next one, since I've done early impressions already over Gotham Knights, I will do, you know, again, research and things about what I feel the themes of the games are trying to hit, and then I will do my spoiler cast. So if you're playing along, it'll give you time to play the game. If you just want to kind of listen along and kind of try to nail where I'm coming from or something like that, it'll all be there. And it'll give you time to play, and it'll give me time to play because we all know we have busy lives, and sometimes like I really got to get on this, or I have to pitch past this, you know, this, this point in the story. I have to do something like that. Um, and so, yeah, so that's my early impressions of a part of me. Again, it could be a little bit on the nose, but like that doesn't, it's not for me. It doesn't matter. I think this is a great tool of someone just saying, just hearing someone's story. And I hope later on when I do the actual, when I finish the game, there's more of those stories and more ways that I feel like I am, uh, you know, that it, it, it feels more heartfelt to hear someone speak than it, as opposed to, uh, oh yeah, this is what you need to do or something or some juxtaposition or whatever. So uh, that's great. I think after the break, I'll come back and tell you my early impressions of Gotham Knights. Hey, I'm back. Wow, so, so long. No, so here's... Here's what I think is crazy. So, uh, not crazy, but here's what I'm trying to do. So I said a long time ago, and I said in the intro, I want to play bigger, broader games and AAA games because I, I think that even in this context of gaming, that it doesn't just have to be these scrappy independent games that talk about grief and death. Um, obviously, I've talked about God of War before. I've talked about un, uh, The Last of Us before. Uncharted a little bit, maybe not as much. Um, but Gotham Knights is interesting. Now, you could be like, Joe, why are you covering Gotham Knights? This is a really weird game. It's just an action game, right? Well, the premise of the game, and this is in all the trailers, and I'm just going to talk about the beginning. I don't want to spoil the game or how everything goes, because obviously that's for the spoiler discussion. But just to tell you the crux of this game, the idea, the kernel, the starting point, if you will, of this game, the in media res, the whatever, theme is death. And the game starts, you see a recording of Batman saying, if you're seeing this recording, I am dead. So the, as I've heard before, the swing that this studio took, which is WB Montreal, it came out on October 21st, 2022. So it came out a few days ago. The swing they took is that Batman is dead. Now, why does that matter? Well, in the Batman um, lore, canon, comics, whatever, there is a Bat family. There is Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. 
They're, they call her Babs sometimes. Uh, I think that would be disrespectful. But you know what? I don't read a lot of DC comics. I'm not going to judge what you call uh, characters. I just think Babs is... What is, she may like it. Anyway, I just think if I was a woman named Barbara and somebody's like, what's up, Babs? I'd be like, get the hell out of here and throw, throw yourself out a window. Uh, I wouldn't like that, but no, I'm kidding. I just wouldn't like it. I'd be like, what, really, Babs? Is that, do I look like I'm Babs? Um, no, but uh, there's, there's uh, Barbara Gordon. Um, there's, uh, Jason Todd, who is one of the, um, original, uh, Robins, uh, and all, all of these people are dealing with grief in their own way, and I'm going to get into it here. So just in the early impressions, there is, um, Dick Grayson, and there is, um, oh no, I just, I'm just playing, uh, and I forgot his name. There's Nightwing, uh, which is not Dick Grayson. He is, uh, anyway. There's, I need to look this up because it's going to drive me insane. Uh, uh-huh. Yep, I'm doing it right now. Um, anyway, um, I think what's cool about it is each of these people see uh, are dealing with Batman uh, dying in their own way. Um, uh, they are, which you'd say, oh, yeah, of course, right? But, like, the idea that they are all, like... Um, the youngest one, Robin, the actual Robin, he's the new Robin. He is, um, he is, um, Jason Todd is Red Hood. So here's, I'm just going to go through this. So I'm just going off their website because like for some reason I just blanked on all their names. So Jason Todd was, uh, the, uh, he was Robin, right? So uh, actually let me do this in order. So Dick Grayson is Nightwing. What happened was, I guess way back in the canon, Dick Grayson was the original Robin. Uh, I don't. I haven't read all the Batman comics. I just know the information they're giving me is he went to another city and said, "I'm going to go out on my own and, and become my own vigilante," and he became Nightwing. He's got uh, basically staffs that he hits people with with electricity in them, and he's very acrobatic. He is a stereotypical uh, circus whatever that became a vigilante. That's kind of like canon from the comics that I remember. So that's his thing. His parents died, so that was obviously tragic. So he's obviously dealing not only with uh, the death of his parents, but now his mentor slash father figure, Batman, has died in the game, and that's weighing heavy on him. And even in the early cutscenes that I see with him when he interacts with the other knights, the Gotham Knights, this is really great, and I like that it kind of weighs heavy on everybody. Now, uh, the second um, uh, Robin was Red Hood, Jason Todd. He just basically became a vigilante and started using pistols, which is weird in a game when Batman is all about no killing and stuff like that. When a guy just straight up pulls out dual pistols and starts murking people in the middle of the street, you're like, Jason, I think you took the long lessons from those uh, classes I was teaching in the Batcave about violence. But you know what? Uh, since you have pistols, I don't want to be mean. So just do what you do. Anyway, Jason Todd became a intense vigilante. He's like the brute of the group. He wears a red hood. Hence, his name is Red Hood. And... Uh, spoilers, the Joker killed him, uh, which this is kind of in the promotional material. The Joker killed him, and he was brought back to life through the Lazarus Pit. As we all know, again, I don't read a lot of the comics. It's the same thing that Ra's al Ghul used to basically be immortal forever. But obviously, the more and more you use the Lazarus Pit, you become, I don't know, clinically uh, insane and have a lot of mental problems. Um, and he's so he's dealing with the fact that he was dead, and now that he's alive... That's a big question. And he's dealing with the fact that he is a rough and tumble kind of person. But again, his mentor father figure, Batman, um, died. So how does he feel about that? One, being alive again. And two, having to deal with someone that you really looked up to died. So that to me is amazing. Um, 
Batgirl, uh, Barbara Gordon, again, Babs went over all that. Not only is Batman dead in this version of the thing, and she's dealing with, again, her father figure, her real father, Jim Gordon, the police chief of Gotham Police, has also died. I don't know when. Maybe I'll find an email or something because I'm very early in the game. There's a statue of her father's honor in the city, and if you play as her, and you can switch out any night at any time and play them to do missions... She goes to the statue and wonders what kind of person her father was. So not only is she looking at the person that is standing in for her father, Batman, dying, but her actual father dying. Wow. A lot of death going on here. And the last person that I'll go over who I picked to play as a game, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast. I do really not like Robin in the Batman canon. I know if you're a DC fan now, you're turning off my podcast and you're no longer listening to it. But you know what? I knew I only had six subscribers and I was probably only going to hit the double digits, maybe 10, 11, uh, before I uh, called this a quit at episode 1200. So anyway, uh, no, kidding. Uh, I don't like Robin. Um, that's a, another episode for another time. But the Robin in this is the youngest member of the Knights. He is, I think, 16 or 17. I don't know if they've actually pinned his age down. He's very young. He's actually underage. People make jokes about him being underage and not being able to drink and all this stuff. But he, um, out loud, many times wonders, you know, he says, oh, I wish he was here. What did I do? You know, what do we do now? Um, what do we, like, how do we go on? Like, it would be much easier if he was here. Like, all that kind of stuff I think is really amazing. And the team have moments when they're like, I really miss him. And I was like, wow, where has this been in AAA games? Like, people reflecting. I'm Again, I haven't played every AAA game. And I know this is like a, oh, hey, you have staffs that shoot electricity out of them. Just beat the crap out of these guys and, you know, whatever. That's cool. Uh, you know, the gameplay mechanics, again, I'm not one of the people to uh, review gameplay mechanics unless it goes horribly wrong uh, and I couldn't finish it for some reason. And there's some games that I couldn't do that. But... I think with Gotham Knights, it's really, uh, you know, no matter, it got really mixed reviews so far uh, that have come out from reviewers, but a lot of people have praised the story, and I actually do like that a lot. There's these interstitials with emails where you really get to know people. I think a lot of the emails are hilarious, with them just interacting with each other in their belfry, which is a abandoned clock tower that they're using as a base. Um, and I like the fact that they you can interact with Alfred, who shows up, and, um, you know, is very... Um, you know, he's very sad. He's like, oh, I, you know, my, I miss my friend and, and I, you know, I, I'm also getting on, I don't know what to do now that, uh, you know, Bruce is gone. And like, it's this really great, like subtle things of like, yeah, he is gone. What do we do? You know? And, um, and I, I think it's great. And again, for a game to tackle stuff like this, especially in the AAA level of like, okay, we have to have a gear score. We have to, you know, you have to, you know, this stuff has to feel good. And again, the review, the reviews were uh, mixed, but I am enjoying it. So you have to say we have to balance all these elements and we have to have a killer story. I think to me, this is a little bit like Guardians of the Galaxy, where I think it's saying really good things. But, you know, the actual mechanics of the game maybe fall a little bit short. But because I'm having such a good time with the story and what people are saying and how they're interacting and really reflecting on their grief, I think is uh, should be applauded. And I hope that more AAA studios try this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say try. You have a story, you go for it, stuff like that. But I, I, I hope more AAA games do this. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Hopefully I don't come back and say, oh, man, they totally biffed it in the end. They might. That's happened. Um, that happened with um, Guardians, but in a great way where I was like, I thought this game was about one thing and it's about another. You can go listen to that review. That was the spoiler cast was uh, last episode, but you can go back and listen to my early impressions if you don't want to be spoiled on the game. Um, truth be told, I'm just excited. 
I know when I was playing Guardians, I was like, oh, this is just this is rough to get through. But man, these cherries on the end of the you know on the, the these carrots on the end of the sticks of this you know them talking about death and everything is great. Uh, the stick isn't as bad with this one. I think there's there's a lot of carrot. The stick is kind of unbalanced, but I think the carrot's great. So. Anyway, that was a weird analogy for me to end on, but those were both my early impressions for a part of me, the game, and Gotham Knights. Um, but I want to remind you guys before we leave that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. Please go there, leave a message, let me know anything of the show. You can leave a comment. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio of the episode goes up day and date when it hits on Monday morning at 7 a.m. if you just want to hear the audio. Very soon I will be adding, um, in a few episodes, I will be adding video so you get to see uh, my face, but that won't affect uh, the audio going up at all. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, so let me know what you think of the show. Let me know that you've actually heard of the show. That'd be great. Uh, tell your friends, family, anybody that uh, likes games, hey, I may be on your list for weird podcasts that you listen to. These things are only about 20 minutes long, so you can breeze through a bunch of them. You'll probably be able to get caught up because I think my first episode was seven minutes because I didn't know what I was doing. So anyway, uh, have a good week, guys. I'll talk to you again next week, and goodbye.